When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Hello, welcome to episode 147 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. This episode is brought to you by Rampy and Crew patron supporters. Thank you. Please welcome Rampy and Crew patron Isla and welcome back previous host Ashley. Hello, my minions. My minions. <laughs> Just kidding. Isla, Friends. This is your first time being on the podcast. Do you want to tell everybody a little about yourself and how you found Marissa's books? Uh, sure. So I'm Isla. Um, I'm. I don't know what you want to know about me. I live in California. Um, uh, I um, I found uh, Cinder because my cousin was reading it, or she read the series, and she was like, um, we were talking about books one time, and I was like, yeah, I love like fantasy and fairy tales, and she's like, oh my gosh, you got to read this book, and I was like, oh okay, and then I like borrowed it from her, and it was just sitting in my on my table for like months before I actually opened it, but I finally <laughs> opened it and then I was like, oh my god! And I read the whole series in like a week after that. <laughs> so nice. Then I, it was it was great. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I found the podcast because I forget which Instagram account. Some Instagram account kept talking about it. Um, it might have been mine. I I self plug a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. It was it was like a fan account. Like they posted a lot of like art and stuff. Uh, I think oh, it was like okay. your royal kindness or something like that. Oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they post a lot of really yeah. great content. They have a lot of really fun memes, too. Yeah, I think that's why I followed them. And then they kept talking about the podcast. And I was like, all right, I need something to listen to. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> okay, Ashley, you have not been on the podcast for a while. So I know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in the beginning of the podcast, I actually had uh, two guest hosts, not guest hosts, I had two like co-hosts that worked with me um and Ashley was one of them and she's come back I think two or three times right I have I've popped in and out just when I can and I feel sad because I do love can you hear me yeah I can hear you sorry (laughs) I didn't see it okay so yeah I came I I try to come back and I feel sad that I can't all the time (sighs) <sighs> but, you know, big life changes, you know, went through all sorts of fun things. Got married. Yay! Again. Ooh. Yep. Married again uh, to a close friend of mine, one of my best friends. Um, he's out in D.C. Uh, I moved far away from my beautiful Bethany. Like an eight-hour drive, right? I think I looked it up. It's more than that. It's way more than eight. Yes, but it's like a like a a, a, okay. I looked at plane tickets. It's like a (laughs) hundred dollars if I wanted to come see you. So I just have to save up my leave again. Yeah, as a as a good thing after months of being in temporary housing, we are finally off the wait list for housing. So we get to move into a house next month. So after next month, you can sleep in the library in a nice (laughs) bed with a canopy and all the books surrounding you. But yeah. And Uh, probably. Probably scamp, definitely. (laughs) He'll probably be licking me, honestly. The whole time. That's all he does. Yes. 
But yeah, I moved out west to beautiful Colorado and then got resituated at my job, got all learned it up, and I'm all educated again. <laughs> and that was a pain in the butt, not gonna lie. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, experienced snow for the first time in three years. Ooh. Is it wonderful? <laughs> Dude, just the smell of snow. I'm like, I can I can remember the smell of snow. I know that's weird, but... No, you, you're right. And with mixture, like, with the pine out here, it smells way clean and crisp. It's nice. Oh. But so it that's just what I need to do. I need to wait until winter and then I can yeah. come visit you for the snow. You d- you should yeah. for sure. Though it only lasts like a couple days. Like you'll the sun the snow will come and then the sun takes it away within a day, and it's um, gone. And you never know that it's near snow. a mountain. We could go skiing together. Ooh, I love like planning a romantic best friend weekend for us. <laughs> Bethany, I work. Please, I would love a romantic weekend with you. Yes. I'll take this. You know, we Quentin haven't had would... one in a really long time. We haven't. Yeah. We could go find old bookstores. We can go. Yes. yes. No, but I work in a mountain. You know that, cookies. right? Yes. And chili. And chili. <laughs> I actually just made a pot of chili a few days oh. ago. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. But yeah, I did that. Um, I moved into a condo. And then I decided to buy a house in this crazy housing market, and I finally bought it after, like, four months of actively pursuing a house, or uh, just house in general, Um, and then uh, I'd been looking for, like, a year, actually, of looking for a house, so yeah, it's uh, been a wild ride to get out (laughs) to today. But yeah, I'm here. I'm alive. I exist. I'm so excited. I know. I feel like with um, I feel like when it's a podcast, you don't like know what happened to people. Like you don't know where yeah. they went or why they're not on episodes anymore. So mm-hmm. she's like, I get messages all the time of like, did you guys fight? And I'm like, Ashley and I don't really do that. Like, no, we don't. We don't. I don't think we've ever fought on anything. You're like, I don't think so. Of, you're one of my closest friends. You're like the sweetest person anyway. I would feel oh, too bad. Thank you. I'd be like, well, oh. we don't really have a lot to fight about. No. You know? We, we, we could have argue about. We ten- t- like temperaments. Yeah. We could yeah. argue about stuff in books, about what we liked particularly. Oh my gosh, or... I'd be like, how could you not love this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no. Speaking of books, let's talk about what you guys are currently reading. Well, now I'm reading uh, King of Scars by Ooh. Lee Bardugo. So it's like in the same universe as Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. And it's like, I think it's like a year or something after the end of the Six of Crows duology. I still about... need to read those. They're, they're on my very, very, very long list. <laughs> <laughs> but I you can start reading, reading like, again. So... Never ending. <laughs> you read whenever you want now. You I don't know. have to worry about school. And I do. I've actually read almost 100 books this year alone. Like, oh, wow. I feel very accomplished right now. Girl, I mean, I told you I read all of winter last night. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you were like, it was like being, because you pulled an all-nighter doing it, right? Well, I I did it at work because I had nothing going on. So I have a, I work 12-hour shifts. And 
legit for 12 hours. That's all I did was read. I looked up every minute. Cause I read a page a minute, basically. It's kind so of fast. Nice. It takes me like, <laughs> it takes me like twice that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to get, I, I had like a timetable and I, I had to finish another book. Because this goes into your question. Don't worry. <laughs> because you asked what, what I'm reading. Well, I read Winter finally. I finally finished it. I was supposed to finish it. Time? What? Back two, in... Uh, I want to say at least two years ago. Well, you were going to yeah. finish it right before you got deployed. And then that yeah. deployment took a lot out of you. And then when you came back from deployment, you had a million things to worry about. So I think it was yeah. just like timing more than anything timing and then when I came here like I just I didn't feel like it and then I picked up another book just to listen to so yeah I was reading another book and then so I put myself on a timetable like okay I gotta get to chapter what was chapter 48 and finish 48 today that's what I told myself yesterday like I can do this and I get to chapter 48 and it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like you know what? I can finish this book. And then I did. <laughs> I'm very proud. <laughs> I like I that you were like, I can do this. Like, yeah. So, and that's, that's my determination. I was like, I'm done just ha- holding onto this book with a bookmark in it. I'm going to finish it finally. To be but fair, that's, at this point in the books, like at the end of every chapter, it's basically like, how do I stop reading? Yeah. yeah and that's, that's what I got into. Like, it was like, okay, well now I got to finish I gotta finish it because what happens next? What happens next? What happens right. next? So I also wanted to finish it so that way I could say that I finished oh what book number is this? This is This is the fourth book because mm-hmm. Ferris is three point five. Yeah. So you finished the overall series. Now you have the graphic novels, which you're gonna love. Yes. And stars above. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have those that I gotta go and read. I gotta get the graphic novels. But I have finished this week four books, and we're working on number five. And the current book is Dead to the World. I'm reading the Sookie Stackhouse novels right now. They're what the True Blood series is off. It's a little, it's R-rated, 100%. It's probably rated over (laughs) R. It's super, it's HBO. (laughs) I just, I had... After Dark, it's... (laughs) It's, it's adult content. Very adult, <laughs> adult content. But they're right. real. I, compared to True Blood, the series, the books actually do a really good job where it kind of does some fade to black. So I really do appreciate the way that they're written. And I like seeing the differences between watching the series and then reading them. This is the first time that I've done it backwards. Normally I read a book and then watch a series. So, And I've been really enjoying them. Um, I've kind of been inhaling them, but my next book doesn't come in until Friday. Oh, yeah. Cause remember we went to the bookstore and like down, down South and oh, I got all the books. Yeah. I they forgot about that. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have the, they didn't have the all of them. Too, yeah. And they didn't go in order. So I'm missing a couple in the middle. Don't so I'm missing some, I do, but I have library cards. Oh my God. I love yeah. the DOD audiobook library thing on Libby. Like, I'm mm. obsessed with it. I have so many books on there. Yeah, I use that, and then I use the Pikes Peak, the local library. But, the yeah. Library. So, always, yeah, that's... Always support your local library, guys. 
Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm currently reading. I'm so distracted, you guys. It's I'm all sorry. good. So what we did today is we went for a hike. It was fun. Um, we went for a hike in the mountain, in the and heat? the elevation was like 8,000 feet, and Ooh. my sister, my baby sister Sammy is visiting, so she went with us, and Quentin was like, la, 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 walking up the mountain, and Samantha and I were like, we're dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> you poor thing. Oh, my God. I can it was quite hot, too, wasn't it? It's, it's, it's hot, and then I don't sweat, so I get Ooh. even... I just yeah. can't like control my body temperature. It's like we packed a lunch and we went and sat by the pavilions and I was like pulling out ice packs, like putting them on my thighs and one on the back of my neck. And <laughs> yeah, poor thing. <laughs> so I'm reading. Okay. I have this new obsession. I'm working on a baby blanket for a friend of mine who just found out she's having a baby. Oh, so I've been like mm-hmm. listening to audiobooks. And right now, I'm kind of obsessed with all these audiobooks that are, like, three to five hours long. Okay, well, I think they're more, like, six hours long, but I listen at two-point speed, so they go a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are just, like, little rom-com meet-cute stories, and I'm kind of obsessed Aww. with them. They're, like, they give me, like, good feelings. Um, so I got an ARC copy of A Merry Little Meet-Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. Julie Murphy, as most people know, is a very talented young adult and new adult author. Um, And while I absolutely loved this book, it was hella adult content and I was not prepared for it. (laughs) It literally, like, the cover is just like a cute girl and a cute guy and there's like Christmas in the background and it's called A Merry Little Meet Cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be adorable. And then I start listening to it and I was like, wait, what? This is, this is very adult content. Bethany, it was precious. very good. It was very good. It was a great story, and I loved the characters. And if you are an adult or someone who doesn't mind adult content, enjoy. There are definitely parts where I was like, I'm going to skip a couple of pages. <laughs> You're so precious. Never change. All right. <laughs> I love you. Never change. I was. I actually mentioned to you. What was it? To Brandon, my my husband. I was like, I love I I love Bethany, and I love like her recommendations for young adults. And I really get why she enjoys young adults because as a genre, because there's not a lot of like lewd scenes, like adult content. and Right. Stuff. And I'm yeah. so, I'm such a prude. Like, obviously I've been married for 10 years, so we're not going to pretend that I'm like a flower or something, but I just, that stuff, like, I don't know. It's like heebie-jeebies or something. Okay. It's, well, I'm such a prude. I'm like, I don't, just because I know what happens doesn't mean I want to talk about it. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. when I read about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. There's sometimes like, I don't want to be personally, like, I don't want to read it. I'm not feeling in the mood for it. So I just want to read something that's easy, light. And if it has romance in it, it has romance in it, but I don't want to well, get I also feel like it distracts from the romance. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're concentrated on like, whoa, that's yucky or something. And then it's like, it, it comes, it'll be like, sometimes I swear, especially if it's an audiobook, it'll be like 10 minutes. And then we finally get back to the story. And I'm like, wait, I forgot. Where were they? What were they doing? What was the plot of this, of this scene before <laughs> it got completely disrupted? And so I've got to the point, especially with the audiobooks, where I just like fast forward until it's done. Yeah. So technically, I've probably only read like 85% of the book, but mm-hmm. 
It still counts. You I know what it. happens. I don't need all the details. Like, I'm totally good with, like, rom-coms where it's basically, like, they kiss, cut to black next morning. So it's like, you know what happened, but you don't have to see it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's my preference. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm very glad For I'm sure. not alone in my prudish ways. No, I, I get it. I understand. On a more young adult subject, though, <laughs> if you want to read a young adult book, I also recently finished Accomplished, which is by... How do you say her name? Amanda Quain, I think. Q-U-A-I-N. It is a Georgiana Darcy novel. It's a modernization of Georgiana Darcy from the Pride and Prejudice classic novel by Jane Austen. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. I I really, I personally really enjoyed it. I think it didn't need to be a Georgiana Darcy book. It could have just been a book and it would have been fine. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that's a... I don't really think that's a negative or anything. I'm just not sure I would have even bothered with adding the tiny little clues about Pride and Prejudice characters. I would have just let the story speak for itself because it could have stood alone. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Just change um, the character name. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Just change them in your head. <laughs> Anytime I come up with, like, like, there's a character name that I don't know how to pronounce their name. I just change it to something that I understand. That's smart. Yeah, too. <laughs> I do that sometimes when it comes to some of those like high fantasies that we like to read because some of those names get a little like Gilded by Marissa Meyer's Mm -hmm. high fantasy and it's gothic and it's uh, uh, German or Germanic or however you're supposed to, it's German folklore. Um, And so a lot of those words are, they have that in the middle, Mm -hmm. which I only know how to do because I'm Jewish, but I don't do (laughs) it the right way for Europe, so... There's definitely, like, when I'm in my head, I can definitely hear myself, like, tumbling over it. And I'm just like, get the P word, and I keep going. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's like that one girl got it. I just come up with new names. Just new names. Everybody gets a new name. I'm usually, like, going through it in my head. I'm like, yeah, yep, and then this person, and then this person, and then... (laughs) It's the same as, like, did you guys ever read Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine? No, I just like the movie. I should read it, though. It's a way better book. I mean, everybody yeah. says that, but it really is a better book. Um, but there's all these made-up languages in there, and one of them is nothing but consonants. There's no vowels. Oh, my gosh. And I swear there was, like, a whole paragraph, and my brain was basically like, yep, that's a foreign language, and just moved right <laughs> along. I didn't even bother trying to read through it or pronounce it or anything. I was, like, moving right along. So somebody said something I don't understand. Let's keep going. <laughs> Internet names are always a little difficult for me. So this one, I've shared their artwork before, so I think it's Sriracha, S-I-R-A-C-H-A. I've got two incredible fan arts today, both from scenes from Mm -hmm. today's chapters. So this first one is Thorn and Crest being reunited in these chapters. So cute. It's so heartwarming. I love it. I love it. And for some reason, his hair reminds me of the guy from Anastasia. It's like, Dimitri. Yeah, it's all floppy. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Dimitri. <laughs> yeah. So I really like yeah, that, and I like, like that it has like a blue, purple, pink undertone. Mm-hmm. Gives tangled vibes. You understood what I was talking about with Dimitri. <laughs> As I saw that hair, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. It also gives tangled vibes because of um, yes. Eugene's um, blue outfit, and then Rapunzel's purple outfit. Purple outfit. Mm. I like the Are face you- squish. 
<laughs> so accurate, right? Yes. Oh, it's sweet. They're it. so cute. It I is. Them. The second one is from P-I-R-R-E on DeviantArt. I have been saving this one for a while. Mm. How long is a while? 16 months, you guys. Nice. <laughs> it has been a while. Because as soon as I see something, I'm immediately like, can I share this? And then I'm like, what chapter does this work for? Mm-hmm. And I will spend hours trying to make sure I find the perfect chapter, which I think I did. So this mm-hmm. is Kai and Lavana on their wedding day. And Lavana in her blood red, crimson red dress and Kai looking terrified and I also love um that it's, it has like a very anime feel to their facial expression yeah it's, it works for the situation yeah because I love anime mm-hmm. it's so creepy I saw it like it was it was the first thing that the notes drew my eyes to mm-hmm. and it was creepy as as all get out and I was like I she did a good job this one just, it unnerved me because it's like, when you think about it, how old is Lavana? She's like 30 something. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be 33. Yeah, she's 33. Mm-hmm. And Kai's like a teenager. 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a half. How <laughs> gross is that? It's so gross. I think I've made mention of this before. Like, Yeah, that's why we started calling her like the, a, uh, the, the predator. predator. Yeah. And like, so like, for me, this picture just evoked a lot of emotion in me, and I was like, mm, Bethany knew how to hit me. I did. I got it. Well, She's also, like, this stood out to me because I remember when we read Cinder together, you loved that line where it said her lips were red, red, red. Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely good so, to save it for you. She's so creepy. Sorry, you're going to have yeah. to. I'm trying to be good and not have you no, I have anything a out. No, I know. Insert. I found a I way to cover our cursing. It's great. But, like, I'm trying to get it so you don't have to go through and do it. <laughs> I'm trying to be good for you, Bethany. Well, there are there are a couple things I want to point out. So if you look at the top of Lavana's crown, you mm-hmm. will see the moons in their various oh, so cool. cycles. I didn't notice it the first time, but <laughs> it is really cool. Um, I love the swirls on Kai's sash. I think that adds a nice texture. And my favorite part is if you look at the veil, you can see like a little silhouette of Lavana's face, but her mm-hmm. eyes are black, y'all. There's no irises there. Yeah. That was I the first that. thing I noticed. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I, saw that. I was like, that's all it's, I know they do that a lot in like movies and TV shows to like subject, like to tell you that that person is evil. So like, I thought it was so creepy in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that while I was at work today. I noticed it and I was like, oh, it's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> The first word that popped into my head with this one was predator. And I was like, yes. man, we we got that right on the head. And I think <laughs> that was really early into Cinder that we figured that out. It was like Damn. right when we met Lavana and she was talking about marrying Kai and we realized how old she was. Like that would have been like 10 chapters into the first book we mm-hmm. picked up on her. Um, and here we are three and a half years, 147 episodes later, and she still has that that main characteristic of her personality. She's just, I don't know. I, I just get ugh, grossed out by it. Yeah, it's <laughs> creepy, but I mean, and that's kind of the whole point of Lavana. I feel like every time Lavana is a very layered character. And every time you peel back a layer, it's like more of a reason to find her creepy and disturbing mm-hmm. and 
You know, it's like if if you never read Ferris, go back and read it, please, if you haven't, or listen 100%. to our episodes or both. Um, but if you've never read Ferris, you already think Lavana is evil, right? She's not the best person. But if you go back and you read Ferris, which is through her perspective and on the way that her mind has all these idiosyncrasies that she uses to manipulate herself into thinking that she's doing good, that she is making great change in the world, all while killing a, a three-year-old by burning them to death, while murdering her husband, the only person that she ever claimed to have loved, just to further her own career. Like, I, it's just, it's so disturbing. And then the today's chapters reminded me a lot, we'll get to it, but like today's chapters reminded me a lot of Ferris because during the wedding vows, she takes the form of Cinder. And during mm-hmm. her whole marriage to Everett, she forced herself to look like his widowed wife. Ain't that some shit? Right? It's messed up. She's it's it's crazy. These are red flags, y'all. If you're <laughs> if you're in a new relationship, like Bethany, she's in a new relationship a whole ass red flag for the wedding. <laughs> oh, oh sure. And the <laughs> flag gloves. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yo, honestly, like as you were explaining all of that, something like popped up in my head. Um with like my therapy that I've gone through over the years, uh, she's really good at CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, yes. to herself. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's manipulated herself into like thinking like I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the right thing. Right. It's like those memes that you see online where it's like every young adult book could be saved if one if one actual adult was just like maybe we should see a therapist. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. If after her trauma as a child, not only had her sister actually been punished for it, but she would have gone to therapy, things might have turned out very differently for her. Mm-hmm. All of the Lunars kind of act like this, don't they? Like um, we, didn't we see the Lunars act pretty I crassly? I think it's a Lunar towards... court, I would say. Okay. Like the aristocrats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, possibly not. You know, we see the suffering of the Lunars in the outer sectors who are forced to... Um, mine and work in factories and, and slave away all day. So I feel like they wouldn't have this kind of uh, behavioral complex, but definitely the people in the palace and Artemisia who have lived this very privileged life. Because remember when Scarlet was yeah. a- imprisoned in a family, they were letting their child practice his gift on her. Mm-hmm. And it was very cruel. It was cruel. He was like forcing her to hurt herself and to see all these uh, like spiders and stuff crawling on her body like it was just for fun for him just something for him to do yeah it's it's pretty messed up like I don't know just something something's off about these lunars <laughs> I know. we'll we'll get into it because we've got more going on this chapter but thank you to both those artists for letting us share their work you can see more fan art on the Prince Kai fan pod website and on our Instagram page and if you have any fan art that you would like to submit, please go to princekaifanpod at gmail.com. Last week, Patreon members got to vote for chapter titles. Chapter 45 is In the Dark of the Night from Disney slash Fox's Anastasia. Used to just be Fox, yes. but now Disney. <laughs> and chapter 46 is I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by Pandemic Disco. Nice. Super excited about that one. Um, and now let's talk about chapter 47. Before we get started, I did have someone who wanted me to start summarizing the chapter before we discussed the chapter. So, 
in the first chapter, Lavana and Kai get married and it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's pretty much the summary, guys. <laughs> so last week we left off with Lavana delivering Kai Cinder's finger, like the godfather. <laughs> and discovering and she discovered that Jason not only didn't kill Winter, but that he is on the run. And then at the end of the chapter, we started with Kai and Lavana's wedding. I want to talk, especially because Ashley's here. They have hand fasting in this wedding ceremony, Ashley. Yes, I know. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, I bet she set me up on purpose. I actually <laughs> didn't, but I noticed <laughs> it when I was writing the notes. Cause, okay, so for, for some people who don't know, hand fasting is Celtic and pagan. My yeah. culture, Roma, also uses it. I Actually, my cousin got married in... October and I performed the hand fasting ceremony Aww, because that's so cute. Um, yeah, I was considered it's so sweet. I was considered the loveliest person, um, which you basically are? just means like it's supposed to be not the person that's necessarily lovely in the context that we use, but it's supposed to be the person that has the most like romantic love and hope in their heart. And so I was considered the person that was like the most romantically optimistic. So I got to do the ceremony. It was really cute. Bethany, ma'am, you are the loveliest person I know. <laughs> and you will accept my compliment. And you'll Thank accept you. their compliment as well. Yes. Embrace it. You are lovely. Thank you. Both okay, aesthetically so you- pleasing. <laughs> no, you're going to accept my compliment. You are aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. I'm getting all awkward, though. <laughs> I don't care. You're, get- you're taking my words of affirmation. <laughs> You're both aesthetically pleasing and lovely, and you are, I don't know, just lovely in an emotional way and lovely person to be around. I wouldn't keep doing this with you if you weren't. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is, sorry, everyone that's listening. You get to, you get to experience my love for Bethany again. This is what happens when (laughs) you're best friends and you're separated. Right? (laughs) This is what happens. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about hand fasting. Yes. So I was actually hand fasting with my first marriage. Um, One of my friends that I went to tech school and then I got stationed with. She's actually the one that hand fasted me uh, with my first husband. And I actually still have the rope. I actually cut it in half to, as a own personal, um, personal experience symbol, I guess, of my divorce to, from him. Mm-hmm. But for the hand fasting itself, uh, basically, we came together, um, held hands. There were words that were said. It was it was a ritual. I don't a hundred percent remember what was said. I actually do have the video on YouTube. I might be able to send that to you. I have to find. Yeah, it. I could share it. Uh, so. We did, we did the hand fasting, um, we tied it up, and pretty much that was it. It, it. It's symbolizing your love together and being bound together. I know, that was totally like a, a very like, I don't know, bleh answer. My brain is not here right now. Anyway. Well, I mean, they they do describe it fairly well. They do. The in book. the in the story, right? So, yeah. 
I know that like, I wonder if I have, I do have it in my email. Okay. So during the ceremony yeah. th that I was a part of, this is what, what we had to say, because also the person creating the ceremony has to say it. And then I repeat it while I'm tying the, uh, in our ceremony, we use ribbons, but some people use rope. I think some people also use braided hair from their families, but that might be like a super old tradition. So this one was like, by the ribbons, you are thus bound to your vow. May this not remain tied for as long as love shall last. May this cord draw your hands together in love, never to be severed, uh, never to be severed, always forever, and to love one another today and tomorrow. Um, and I think that that's probably going to be a little bit different wording, like every where you yeah. go, because also you mm -hmm. can just make one up. Yeah. And it's like all you can just write your own. It's always very specific to everybody. Mm -hmm. And yeah. mine, like I said, I don't necessarily remember it too well. I've slept a lot since then. Right, that was a couple, uh, couple years ago. A few. <laughs> many, many years ago. And I have also repressed that memory because it was a previous husband. But right. my, my cord was braided, like yarn, very pretty, like red, white, and one ribbon and it was braided my friend braided it and then uh anointed it with oils and you know saged it and and prayed over it for me um it actually used to hang over my my bed but it is it, it is a it's pretty custom kind of like ritual like a lot of people do use it i've seen it in several books um this one i was surprised to see it in winter yeah that's what i that's mm -hmm. one of the things we should talk about i so i was i did some reason i knew it was common in celtic pagan and roma i couldn't find a lot of other cultures that use it but please message me because i know that there are but i it's very interesting to see it on the moon mm -hmm. so i don't know if if marissa was just trying to sue something different or if this could be like an indicator of all the different cultures and traditions that were once blended during the colonization of the moon, you know, uh, mm -hmm. centuries ago. And this is just one of those um, sort of traditions and cultures that kept going uh, throughout the, the years. I'm not sure. Because I could see it being both. Like, maybe she just yeah. thought it was cool to do something different. I feel like she just wanted to put, like, some um, traditions that she's heard of that mm -hmm. she thinks are cool and what would suit the moon style kind of thing. Right, because um, they don't uh, have a religion on the moon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. It. It was totally interesting to mm -hmm. to read it and like to see it. I was very caught off guard. I I thought it was very. It, it was really neat. Very. Yeah. Neat. And they didn't really do a ceremony in terms of the hand fasting. They they did the hand fasting, and then she said, "I will now knot the two ribbons together." to symbolize the unity of the bride and groom and also of Luna and the Eastern Commonwealth, which represents the entire planet of earth and such and such year. Like there was no, um, that there was no like vows in terms of directly related to the hand fasting. It was just yeah. part of the ceremony or actually it was the precursor to the ceremony. So, uh, for some people, like, so, okay, 
I have a friend who's Jewish and her husband is Christian. And they had two different religious ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So it could just be like the blending of the two ceremonies. I think so. I mm-hmm. think that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. So after they do the ribbons, which I do think it's funny that Kai is like very careful so he doesn't have to touch her mm-hmm. while oh he God, right? wraps the ribbon. Um, we find out that it is November 8th, 126 TE. Cinder started, like Cinder and Kai met at the market August 5th. So this entire series has somehow happened in like three months, <laughs> which feels absolutely impossible. Now, to be fair, it's taken us three and a half years on the podcast, but <laughs> it still feels impossible that it's only been a couple of months. Yeah, so much has happened. It feels like it's got to be like at least like six months to a year. I don't know. It's it's wild. Every time you it's guys talk about it. It's such a young adult <laughs> thing, too, because like if you read like uh, adult fiction or just traditional fiction, like it doesn't happen in a couple of months. Like stuff <laughs> takes years to pull out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like the only stuff that like ever is like longer is like Harry Potter series. Like every book is another year or like Percy Jackson. Right. Every book is like the next year. But like, <laughs> then we get like <laughs> Lunar Chronicles. It's all within like six months. <laughs> I was like, did they ever sleep? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. So Kai has an out of body experience during this ceremony where he is in utter disbelief of his, of what is happening to him and his body. So I want to talk to you guys. Have you ever had this? Have you ever had an out-of-body experience? I don't think so. I was looking at your notes, and I was like, I don't think I've ever, like, separated from myself. I'm usually pretty, like, I'm either, like, very present or I'm, like, zoned out and, like, not paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I don't think I've, I've had it that I can think of. I have. What about you? I have. Uh, yeah. I had it while sleeping, and then I woke oh. up, and I saw myself, and realized I was in a place that I wasn't supposed to be, and then I screamed myself back. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. I was, I've been having some terrible night terrors, to say I the least. I have dreams all the time where I scream and nothing comes out. Yeah, I've had that too. <sighs> Like, pretty much any time I have a nightmare, it includes me screaming for help and no noise comes from my mouth. I don't know why. It's just, that's always been like that for me. I always, I'll I'll be trying to scream in my nightmares. And then at the very last second, I'll figure it out, somehow figure out how to scream, but then I wake up. So I feel like Mm -hmm. that's like linked to me waking up. (laughs) It's because now you can talk. Um, Yeah, so I've had this happen once very recently after my father passed away. Um, as, as Ashley knows, I'm the oldest, um, Mm -hmm. and despite being an extremely emotional person, I'm also very good at compartmentalizing. So I spent like every second of every day taking care of my sisters, taking care of my bonus mom, taking care of my grandmother, um, getting the house ready for my sisters because we literally had them in our home for like a month and a half during everything, um, helping my bonus mom write obituary going through my dad's phone and computer with her like just the whole week was an out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I got to the services that I even had a moment to like fall apart um because it was just it's one of those things like my dad wasn't sick Mm -hmm. there was nothing wrong with him as far as we knew and I had just talked to him a few hours before 
So it was extremely unexpected for us, for all of us. Um, and the whole experience was like an out of body experience. Even, even now, even now, like months later, I constantly reach for my phone. Like I'm going to call him or text him. And it's like, I have to, I have to constantly like remind myself that Mm -hmm. that's no longer an option. So like, I definitely have not had this experience until recently, mm-hmm. but now I kind of have it all the time. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a very disturbing chapter. So, yeah. so one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, Kai is marrying a woman who he'll never know what she looks like and he will always be able to alter his thoughts and his Mm -hmm. feelings and his emotions. And that's exactly what her entire marriage to Everett was. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she let down the guard of forcing him emotionally to love her and and devotion to her, that guy's went away altogether. No matter how much he tried to make it work, that emotional connection was one-sided Mm-hmm. And so it's like she literally has to force this bond and connection with Everett to keep that love alive. But it doesn't actually feel like she's done that with Kai. She doesn't seem yeah. to like. She I feel like she doesn't care to, about his emotions as much as right, just like making it work. <laughs> exactly. Like she knows this is a marriage of advantage. Like she of advantage. She doesn't put on any guise of love whatsoever. So like she could make him say, I love you and worship her and adore her. But other than the very first time they met on earth, she hasn't done that. And we know that she can do it. She did it to Everett for most of their marriage. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering, do you guys think that like her marriage with Everett taught her not to do those things? Or do you think that like, she just doesn't see a a reason for it. I think she straight up does not care about making Kai love her. That's fair. I think she enjoys watching him suffer. Yeah. That's I, true. Honestly, she just likes to to see him be uncomfortable and then force him to puppet around. What's that saying? Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> she do. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So Kai has to force himself, force himself to go through this. Because he doesn't want to, so he has to be like, right, we need an antidote, we need we need to save the world from these wolf and soldiers, like, I'm the only one who can do this, I have to do this. So he repeats the vows that were written for him by the other members of the Earth and Union. We have got to talk about these vows. <laughs> oh my god, right? With the exchanging of vows, all set forth by the Council of Leaders of the Earth and Union, beginning with the groom. Please, repeat after me. Cayman glanced up to make sure Kai was paying attention. I, Emperor Kaito of the Eastern Commonwealth of Earth, he repeated as accommodating as an android, take as my wife and the future Empress of the Eastern Commonwealth, Her Royal Majesty, Queen Lavana Blackburn of Luna. He was out of his body again looking down, listening to the words, but not understanding them. They held no meaning. To rule at my side with grace and justice, to honor the laws of the Earthen Union as laid out by our forefathers, 
to be an advocate for peace and fairness among all peoples. Did anyone believe a word of this rubbish? From this day forward, she will be my sun at dawn and my moon at night, and I vow to love and cherish her for all our days. What the f <laughs> I'm sorry. This was written by the other Earthen leaders? And they had the cruelty to put love and devotion into this crap fest. It's it's ridiculous. They're already like screwing him over because they're forcing him to do that. He's making this ginormous sacrifice, the biggest sacrifice he could make other than actually giving away his soul, which he kind of is. <laughs> and he's doing it for the entire planet. Remember when he had that meeting with the earthen leaders and they're like, you have to do it. And he's like, oh yeah, what about your son? What about your son? Why can't mm -hmm. you do it? And they were like, nope, has to be you. And this is the gratitude they give him. They're not <laughs> only forcing him into this marriage. They're like, <laughs> we should put this in the vows. That'll show him. I feel like, like they what just, is like, wrong with these people? I feel like they just gave it to some intern and was like, can you write some wedding vows? And <laughs> they're like, okay. And the then they filled in the like name. trying to show off and look good. Yeah. They're like, love should be in there. Yeah. It's Bethany. She's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it all about love. <laughs> Not knowing what it's about. Not yeah, it, exactly. Not knowing what it was actually for. So just making it look like that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to to think that and not the actual earthen leaders yeah. writing it because that really I I was real upset about that <laughs> yeah it makes no I sense I think they probably made it so that way it would seem like you know he's trying to do his best and be a good husband yeah mm -hmm. I say that with a fake smile and a thumb up <laughs> he would be a good husband to someone he actually did love yeah like Cinder sure. like Cinder yeah I don't I don't have any doubt that Kai would be a loving and devoted partner to whoever he chose to share his life with but obviously oh, yeah. he didn't choose Lavana, so he's not going to be the best for her and vice versa mm -hmm. yeah so now we have the best part of the whole chapter <laughs> kai stabs the predator i love it i love him what a what a Ooh. badass move right <laughs> burr, 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 burr. I love it. And I love that he stabs her and he's like, yeah, you want to kill me? Well, I can kill you too. <laughs> yeah. I just love that whole scene. I think I read I it twice because I was just like, yes, stab that girl. Get it. I had to read it <laughs> twice too, you know, because I was like, wait, did he really? Did he really he just really like did. stab her? He really did. <laughs> Very okay. proud moment. Mm -hmm. Very proud moment. I do love Torin, like, popped up and ready to go just in case. Like, Torin is so on point, <laughs> you guys. Him. He's a writer so guy. So on point. So on point. I completely forgot. I had an email, and Torin just reminded me of it. Okay, let's finish this chapter, and then we'll go back to it before we do the next chapter. So okay. don't let me forget again. So Kai admits to himself the reason he did it is because he wanted to prove that, it, that if he could hurt her, he could kill her. And that was enough to force him to say, I do. Mm -hmm. And I just absolutely love this moment with Kai. He stabs her. He has this sick burn. And then he's like, I do. By the way, Cinder, way prettier than you, dude. <laughs> yes. Way prettier. And she is. And they have to cut the video for the first kiss. Yeah. Which is good. 
The world doesn't need to see this 33-year-old kissing a teenager. Literally. Kai doesn't need to be kissed. I know. <laughs> right. Leave no, Kai, Kai, Kai needs to be kissed and kissed often by somebody who knew, knew, knows how. Cinder. Yeah. <laughs> or Ico. I mean, honestly. Someone who knows mechanics. <laughs> and then everybody cheers for the kiss, too. Like, really, guys? And then it said husband and wife, and I wrote in my notes more like sufferer and abuser. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our chapter titles. I said defying gravity because of the Kai stabby moment. Because <laughs> I feel like Lavana at any point could have been like manipulating him and shit, but he like took that moment to be like stabby stab. And she could have yeah. stopped that. She stopped it with like looking like Cinder, which was pretty clever on her part. But she yeah, that was stopped quick it. thinking on her part. Mm-hmm. Like she's made people get in front of her to take bullets and shit. But I feel like he was defying gravity from the Wicked musical. Mm-hmm. Very good choice. Mm-hmm. Isla, um, I picked "Take Me Away" by Driver Era, the Driver Era. Um, I don't know if you know them. It's Ross Lynch and his brother Rocky Lynch. But um, <laughs> I picked it because, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> take me away. <laughs> take me out of here, please. Yeah. Please take me out of here Lyrics fit, the title fits. I was like, yep, <laughs> that's how he's feeling. <laughs> that makes sense. So I have yeah. two. One is kind of a giveaway, Speak Now by Taylor Swift, which mm-hmm. is a song about um, interrupting the wedding ceremony. Basically, you walk in when they say, does anybody object? You walk in and you're like, me. <laughs> And I feel like Kai was waiting for that the whole ceremony. Waiting for Cinder to pop up. <laughs> waiting for anyone to be like, no, no, we'll speak now. True. We'll say never, no. And then I also picked kind of a cult classic. I don't think most people know who this is, but Charlotte sometimes is a British gothic singer who I love. And I picked her song, How I Could Just Kill a Man. I saw that you put that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. To these lyrics. Get your ribbon box. Get your wounded heart. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in so long. Oh my god, I love this song. Um, cry baby, cry baby, soaking down your face. Cry baby, cry baby. You can't understand how I could just kill a man. No to your letters of love. No to unsturdy hands. Sleeping eyes, I'm told they never lie. No to your key of rest. No to your raging words. Sleeping tires, I'm told they never drive. Um, the whole song, I really, you guys know how much I would love to read every single lyric, but I think a lot of them mirror the vows and the hand fasting ceremony we just watched or just read about, sorry. And then on top of that, Kai could kill Lavana very easily. Mm-hmm. Not know. necessarily like because he has the advantage to, I just mean like emotionally, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. He's- I think he could, I think he could live with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so I th- I just really, as soon as I was like listening to this chapter when he stabbed her, I was like, I just heard the chorus in my head of like, you can't <laughs> understand how I can kill me. Like, I just heard yep. it. So Patreon members will get to vote on which chapter title we choose for this week. Let's talk about your quote. My quote. Uh... In true Bethany and Ashley fashion, we picked the same quote. <laughs> yeah, I almost picked that one too. <laughs> I know. I was like, it could just be all three of us. That's fine with me. I was so close to picking that one. I was like, ah, fine, I'll be different. Selena is more beautiful than you ever could be. Selena is more beautiful than you could ever be. I just thought that was powerful because, like, it how is. else? Because that's what, like, 
she's been about for a lot. It's like that's why she wears the veil and like Cinder saw through the veil and seen through her like since the beginning. And her beauty is is one of her weak points. So him like he stabbed her in two different ways. He literally yeah, stabbed yeah. her. Yeah. He actually took a knife and, and stabby stabbed. Very proud of Kai. Stabby honestly. Stabby. Honestly, that I'm proud of the boy. Good job. Yeah. Good job, kiddo. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Out a boy. But he also wounded her in a way that like did hit her at a core point. Like he mm-hmm. may not see it, but he knows that he, he hit her hard. Yeah. It's funny, too, because she straight up, like, turned into Cinder for a sec, and he was like, yep. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's also with Kai and Cinder. I think Kai was always slightly infatuated with Cinder, even from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But I know for me on a personal level, like, the the people that you love become more and more beautiful the longer you know them. Mm-hmm. And to a point where I think, like, you don't even necessarily, I don't know, care what they look like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because you, know you, I mean? yeah. you see their soul, not their exactly. what they physically look like. Exactly. And I think that that's also kind of Kai. And then on top of that, they've been separated a lot during their mm-hmm. very strange courtship that they've had. <laughs> um, so, and he just saw her broken fingers. So I do think he misses her a lot. And so seeing her face, it, there was probably a part of him that felt comforted by that. Yo, the... This boy just keeps collecting parts of Cinder. We just make a point really of this. Does. Like he, he like just... walks around with her foot for three months, and then <laughs> like Lavada gives him a finger and <laughs> something. Something was there ever made a pull of finger joke? Because I feel like that needs to be a joke. Oh, I think that was a missed opportunity. It really was. That's a good one. I made a. Uh, I, made a uh, I think I made a mafia joke in the. Uh, in the yeah. Episode. Oh my god. That's yeah. I said this was her Godfather horse <gasps> in the bed moment. Yes, the horse head. Yeah, yes. the horse head in the bed. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yikes. So Isla, what was your quote? Uh, my quote was, "It was possible to hurt her, which meant it was possible to kill her." On page uh, four fifteen, because I was like, "This is a good, this is a good turning point for Kai, especially really for like." His like just like psychologically like believing that this is possible, <laughs> you know. Like I feel like he's been knocked down so many times by Lavana, and then now he's like, okay, okay, I can, we can maybe do this, guys. <laughs> you know, like that's such a. I feel like that was such a like monumental moment for him. So, I agree. Yeah. He needed his yeah. own personal pep talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sometimes I like you it. have to give yourself a pep talk. Definitely times when I've been, I've had to do that. I have to psych yeah. myself up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So real quick, before we go to the next chapter, we will look at the email I forgot about. I'm very <laughs> sorry. I completely forgot about it. So, hi, Bethany. First time emailer, long time listener. Love the podcast. Quick question for you, because it has been on my mind ever since I read the series. I know that Marissa has never confirmed or denied this, but I want to know, do you think of any of the main characters as representatives of the LGBTQIA community? I would love to hear your thoughts. I have my own suspicions that I may share later after listening to yours. Thanks for the podcast. Can't wait to listen to more episodes. Levy. Um, so big thank you, because that's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. I have three that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I know Aiko is an android, but I think she's pans. That's fair. 
Uh, yeah. Actually, I have four that come to mind. Two, Channery is very promiscuous. I don't think she would let something like gender stop her mm-hmm. from having a good time. So yeah. I think she's bisexual. Mm-hmm. And I say bisexual because pansexual is more like based on love. And I don't think Channery ever did that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would also maybe Scarlet a little bi. That's what because, I was thinking. Right, because she's like very infatuated, especially like I'm especially thinking the first time she met Winter, yes. when she was like blushing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I could see Torin as being asexual. Oh, I could see that. So those were, can, nice, those were the things I thought of you know, when I read this email. Also see the predator being ace as well. I don't know. Oh. She was very infatuated. Maybe after her relationship Maybe. with Everett crumbled, but she very much uh, needed the physical affection from him during their marriage. I okay. think uh, Sybil was 100% in love with Lavana. Yes, like, that's a good point. That's like yeah, a big one for me. Because she's yeah, so, like, very good point. Very Bellatrix, you know, like, and she, uh-huh. who is yeah. in love with, you know, Voldemort. <laughs> so it was, like, the same exact vibes. I was like, yeah, she's definitely. They definitely yeah. had, like, a hero worship kind of mm-hmm. bond between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I those were the four that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. I, the only one I would say, like, that I am might be wrong about would be Scarlet. But just because there's only a, there's very small evidence of it. Yeah. But. I'm pretty sure I'm right about Channery and Iko and my feelings. Yeah. Torin is a maybe, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be asexual just because we don't see him have a paramour throughout the series. But based on his personality, I could see that being his orientation. He's yeah. married to his work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. He's <laughs> happy with that choice. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't seem to regret that choice in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know, nobody really likes, nobody really sticks out. I don't know, maybe I don't put people in that mold. <laughs> I was just, the only time I even yeah. thought about it was when I read this email. And Levy, I do hope you message me back and let me know your thoughts. Channery came to my mind first because I genuinely, Channery loved a good time. I don't think she would care what your gender was. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't think that we're given specific evidence of that throughout this throughout Ferris maybe Mm -hmm. like I don't think it specifies females or anything yeah but I could just see her not really caring you know Mm -hmm. and then Iko loves everyone she's constantly appreciative of what anyone looks like or acts like or sounds like so Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely I don't think Iko would be stunted by any kind of identity outside of like that's a person and I love them. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's not it's not in her programming <laughs> to like <Right>? recognize. <laughs> Does not compute. Oh yes. Yeah. Ico. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Levy, I hope you do email me back and let me know um, your thoughts on that. And we're gonna hear a quick message from one of our podcasting friends, and then we'll come back and talk about chapter forty-eight. This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. And now we're going to talk about chapter 48, 
in this chapter, we have happiness and joy. Yes. And we so needed it after Kai's wedding. Marissa knew exactly when to give us this chapter. Mm-hmm. Exactly when to give us this chapter. Our last few chapters was Cinder losing her finger and Jason and Cress fleeing the city because they had to worry about getting caught. So we didn't know what happened to them. Kai getting married to Lavana. Kai stabbing Lavana. <laughs> like, there was a lot. And now we yes. have something happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in this chapter, Cress is reunited with Iko and Thorn, mm-hmm. and Jason is there. And he gets punched in the face. Yes! <laughs> Which he really deserves. As yeah. much as I love Jason, you guys know this. But since the oh, beginning, man. I've loved Jason. You know that. But he needed this. Mm-hmm. He does. He deserved it for what he did. So he I'm, just... plus, plus, now Thorn is a man of his word. Because yeah. he said, if I ever see that guy, I'm going to punch him in the yes. jaw. So good job, Thorn. Keeping your word. I was listening to this in the car with Quentin the first time he listened to these books, and that happened, and he literally was like, oh, sh**. Yes, <laughs> I can picture Just it. Cress <laughs> and Jason have been walking under the city for hours in this maze trying to get out. There is no power. The trains have stopped working. And Jason says this must be because Cinder's plan is working. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. don't know. Obviously, they don't know that Cinder and Wolf have been captured, but... That makes me wonder if Cinder's plan is working. If her being captured had didn't stop anything. Yeah. Maybe it fueled them more. I hope so. <laughs> right? It makes her a martyr? Mitre? Martyr? No, martyrs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah, martyr. Yeah. Makes her a martyr because, like, and, you know, you're going to fight harder, but now you have more of a reason to go and fight, mm-hmm. right? In her honor, in her name yeah yeah if she was willing to die for you are you really gonna yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and take it no you're gonna fight for her this usurper yeah 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 there's a lot of like moments that happened in this chapter where cress is cress's bravery is challenged yeah um, which we've seen basically since she left her satellite. Actually, no, since deciding to start helping. Since the beginning uh, of, the show, of the series. <laughs> right, since deciding to start helping Thorn and, and Cinder. Since all the way back when she decided to try and message and beg someone to help Kai and, and Cinder. Mm-hmm. When, the, when we very first met her. She has been slowly getting braver and braver and mm-hmm. braver. And now she's kind of terrified, as always. <laughs> She's try- she, I feel like she's actually trying to distract herself from her own petrification because while they're like unsure of what's going on or where they're going or how they're going to get out of the city, she's also thinking about how she never even found out what happened to Winter and Scarlet. She doesn't know mm-hmm. if they got away. She doesn't know if they got the video to send her. She doesn't know if they were able to share the video and broadcast it throughout the sectors. Like she doesn't know. Yeah. And I think that that might be a way for her to sort of distract herself from her current predicament. That's my personal, you know, take on the chapter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Coping. I love this chapter because I love reunions. <laughs> any reunion, oh, in yes. any show or movie, I'm like, oh, and I, yes. I just love it. I'm like, hug, hug, hug. Yeah. Like that one chapter in Cress when they reunite with uh, Cinder, when Thorn reunites with Cinder and everybody. It's like one of my favorite chapters. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, oh my yeah. God, too. Yeah. Wolf and Scarlet reuniting after yes. she's been in captivity. Oh, my like, God. Swoon. I love. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't, I'm not probably not going to read like every single sentence from this chapter, you guys, but <laughs> they are walking away. They're trying to get out of the city and they hear guards coming. They're clearing the trains. They're searching for people. They're trying to keep people from getting into the city. And Cress ducks under a train. Jason starts fighting and Cress looks over and she sees bl- like brilliant blue braids. Yeah, and it's Aiko, and like the I just love that scene of her like realizing it's Aiko, and then it just coming out of her mouth before she can even stop herself. She's just, Aiko, I love it so much. I mean, honestly, wouldn't that be all of our reaction if we saw yeah. Aiko? Oh my gosh, right? If we saw anybody that we knew after everything we've been through, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, be yeah. me when I see you, Ashley. I'll be like, oh ah! yeah, oh yeah, no, definitely squeals and. Squeals yes. and hugs. It would be and like crying. when we got backroom deployment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Aiko is there. Thorin is also there. Jason saves Aiko and Thorin by shooting a guard. They fight. They they wrestle back and forth. Aiko hugs Cress. And then Thorin hugs them both. And we have the most sweet, adorable moment Yay. ever. Cress! and shot forward, wrapping Cress in a one-armed embrace. Cress stumbled, letting herself be held, even while her gaze sought out Thorn. His jaw hung as he stared at her. He was disheveled and bruised and breathless. He stumbled forward and engulfed both Cress and Iko into an enormous hug. Cress squeezed her eyes shut as hot tears began to cloud them. His arm around her shoulders, his bristled chin on her forehead, one of Iko's braids, in her mouth. She had never been so happy. Jason grunted. We need to go. Iko stepped back, but Thorn filled the space she'd left, cupping Cress's face in his hands. His eyes bored into her, full of disbelief. His thumb caught her first tear. Suddenly, Cress found herself laughing and sniffling and laughing some more. She ducked her head and swiped at the tears. No crying, she said. It's dehydrating. His arms wound around her again. She felt the rumble of his voice as he said, It is you. And I wrote in my notes, just fill my heart with how sweet this is. Yeah. I I love that scene. So beautiful. And I love it. As soon as he's done holding her in his arms, he tenses, turns around, and just jacks Jason right in the jaw. As he said he was going to do. You know... (laughs) Man of his word. Mm-hmm. Man of his word. Not that Jason didn't deserve it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he hugs him. Yeah. I love it. And then all is forgiven and they move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've got bigger <laughs> things good. to worry about. Yeah. Like, oh, I know, right? <laughs> all right, our debt is settled. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the next task. <laughs> Check that off my they list. They punch, they <laughs> hug, they move on. Yeah. yeah. So they search the guards for weapons. They catch up with where Winter and Scarlet. What happened to Aiko's arm? Where's Cinder? Where's Wolf? And in the midst of all of this, a holograph of Amory pops up and he says that Kai and Lavana have officially been married. And in a little while, we're going to have a live viewing of a trial. I want to talk about this feast. They're going to live feed this feast across all sectors. So while 
Levada is literally forcing her entire kingdom into being slaves for her and the aristocrats and basically starving with their teeny tiny little crackers like Maha. On top of that, they have to watch her and all of the other aristocrats scarf down food. Yeah. If this doesn't help Cinder's case, I don't know what will. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? It's like, girl, do you, it's like Levada, do you not realize that you're like making it worse? Yeah. <laughs> She does it because she's lied to herself for so yeah, long. Literally. Exactly. She's like, why shouldn't I celebrate? This is a huge accomplishment. Not that you shouldn't celebrate a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And not that like you're not that someone else's suffering should negate anything that you have to be joyous or celebrate about. But in this particular situation, Lavana is the cause of their suffering and she could easily fix it. And she's not doing it. Yeah. So very specific situation that I'm judging Lavana for. Yeah. Negative three out of ten stars <laughs> for a <leader. laughs> So there's going to be a special trial uh, because Cinder is there. She has been captured and obviously they're going to air this in front of everyone so Lavana can once and for all put a rest to this phantom princess. And it's going to be in 20 minutes and I love the audiobook of this chapter because it ends in such well, obviously, Marissa knows how to kill us with a chapter. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Basically, halfway through this book, she's like, all right, from here on out, every chapter is going to be a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I love how slowly Rebecca Solaire delivers the last line. But if we only have 20 minutes, we're already too late. She has pauses. Yes. And she does them so well. It's why she's such a very, it's why she's such a talented narrator, because she knows not to just read the words on a page. She knows when to take a pause. She knows how to deliver a line so that we get goose pimples before we go to the next page. So just amazing. So the trial is in 20 minutes. And despite the fact that they are relatively close to Artemisia, Artemisia, um, they are not close enough to get to Cinder in time and rescue her, nor do they have a plan, I'd like to point out. Um <laughs> So it's it's too late for a rescue. There's nothing they can do. And that is where we end the chapter. Our friends have been reunited. Well, some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jason's not really a friend. Iko, Cress, and Thorne have been reunited. <laughs> yeah. And Jason is there. An ally. Um, <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Wait. Iko and Cress and Thorne are there. And I guess Jason, too. Right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, it's all happy and then... Yeah. <laughs> and Jason. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that that thing too. That one. Yeah, he's here. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our chapter titles for this one. Uh, Blackbird from the Beatles. I just I I was looking at at different songs and stuff today and I was like that one just popped out to me. I was singing it in my head. Uh, it just felt right. I was like, Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. It kind of it, it kind of reminded me of Cress. Like, you guys talked a little bit about, you know, how Cress is learning to be brave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's kind of been a woman, a woman trapped in her tower her whole life been doing what she's been told the whole her whole life and now over these last two books we've seen her her grow up and make her own decisions make her own choices become brave and watching her be able to 
spread her wings and and fly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Beautiful girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Isla and I originally had the same song. <laughs> yeah. So I will let you choose your second choice. Yeah, yeah. And I apologize <laughs> for snatching your first one. <laughs> oh, no worries. You're like way ahead of everything. I literally just did this yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, I did this like two months ago. Yeah. So so I had this in there for a while. <laughs> don't worry. Um, I picked Crowded Room by Selena Gomez because I'm a huge Selena Gomez fan and because I thought the song worked. I think you had picked this before, Bethany, for another episode, but I don't remember what it was for. Um, Probably because I love that whole album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is selena's best work love, if you ask me yeah. i absolutely adore that album i thought revival was great and then rare came out and i was like oh my god should have won a grammy oh my god sure. i know she got robbed on the grammys that. hate her it's it's so frustrating anyway grammys are <laughs> yeah. rigged come on guys they really are yeah um but yeah i picked it because i was like oh my gosh there's all these people but crescent thorn are finally reunited so they're like oh my gosh it's just you um me and you even in a crowd you know um so that's how I picked that one but um Bethany's choice is great too if you want to tell us your title (laughs) so I picked at last I see the light from Tangled Mm -hmm. because of course I picked at last I see the light our Tangled characters are being reunited you guys The song could work for some other Cresswell chapters, but this one's really, right. really good. This is just one where it's like, because I think because they're underground and they're yeah. in the cavern and it's late at night. And it's like the reunited moment between the two of them, I think, is just kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the kind of moment where in your brain when it's happening, you would see light. Yeah. You know? uh, so, yeah, just beautiful song. Grammy Award winning mm-hmm. song performed by Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi mm-hmm. and obviously from my favorite movies. So yeah, I love that heard. movie. I think I've memorized <laughs> it's a great it. Movie. One of my favorite movies. I love that movie. So good. I think I have it memorized too, and that <laughs> doesn't make me unhappy. <laughs> so let's talk about chapter quotes for this one. Okay. I picked She Had Never Fired a Gun Before. And this one I picked because I remember the first time that I ever shot a gun. I was like, I don't know, like 13 and this gun had to be the same size as me. It was a shotgun. I think it had 12 gauge. And I was about 195 pounds. Oof. And I remember having to have my dad stand behind me as I'm seated in a chair. Like one of those white plastic chairs. Ooh. And him having to sit be- or hit, like hold me while standing beside me while I shoot this gun because the kick was so bad it would have knocked me right on my booty. Yeah. So, and I I remember You're the first time. How old time. you were? I think I was eight, or not 18, sorry, 13. Oh. I was real little. I was real little. Were you, you were still a skater at 13, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I remember the first time that I picked up a gun. And I also remember the first time, you know, that I shot a handgun. I was a lot older then. Um, but I was, oh, I was in my 20s when I shot a, shot a handgun. But it's a different, different feel, right? But the first time right. that you shoot a gun is something, something important. Like, you know, and having to, to, if you've never shot a gun before, it's, it's scary. I've never shot a gun before. Me either. Yeah, it's it's loud. 
Um, you get surprised. Unless you the... count like playing seven days to die <laughs> on Steam, in which case I've shot a gun a lot. I killed so <laughs> I killed so many zombies. You're welcome, world. Uh... <laughs> our hero, our hero. <laughs> what we do without you. <laughs> you. It can be scary, and if you are ever in the situation where the first time that you're ever using and handling a gun is in an emergency situation, that's not ideal. So that's why I chose it, because I feel like it, it really spoke to me. Like, I'm privileged enough to understand and have shotguns before, but there are, I mean, you, you both are examples of never shooting a gun before. I hope you guys never, ever have to Mm -hmm. shoot a gun in an emergency situation because it's scary and being threatened with your life i i understand i understand her predicament in that Mm -hmm. moment it just it spoke to me personally because it's also like you don't know what you're capable of until until you're put in that position Mm -hmm. yeah until you face it yeah so yeah (laughs) isla what about you um, my quote is when Thorn punches Jason and he goes like, uh, that's for selling us out on earth, said Thorn. And this is for taking care of Cress. He pulled Jason into a hug, burying his face in Jason's shoulder. Um, mm. page 424. I was like, aw, I love you, Thorn. He's my fave. I don't remember how tall everyone is, but I feel like Jason is taller than Thorn. Um, I don't know, actually. I feel like there's, no, yeah, that sounds right. I feel like Kai is like 5'10", Thorn is like six. Jason is like six one, and then Wolf is like six seven or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wolf is just like super tall. But yeah, I feel like I feel like Jason and Thorn are close in height, but I would think for some reason I'm picturing Thorn just like one or two inches shorter. I don't know why. Yeah. Let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on. Oh yeah. Okay. Jason is the wiki. Two. Oh, I just looked up on Google, but I. There we go. I'm hoping this is correct. <laughs> I believe it. It says Jason six two, Thorn is six feet, Wolf is six four, Kai is five eleven. Kai is five eleven. Okay. Yeah. So I was oh, like awful. pretty close in all yeah. of them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you do know this these books in in and out though, so yeah. I really hope so. <laughs> you you do. You've known them since the beginning. In and out. I really I have. Um. I mean, I I like to consider myself pretty familiar but I <laughs> am human that. like everybody else so I'm going to miss things or make mistakes and mm-hmm. that's what's great about the podcast is people are always willing to message me if I make a mistake <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty quick and I have had people like message me before and then I have to be like while I appreciate your candor this is the page where that information <laughs> is false um, I am right and I'm sorry because I know this was like probably very difficult for you to email me but Appreciate you trying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize um, how tall Cinder was. This like thing that came up. Says she's yeah, how five, tall is she? She's five eight. Good. Like uh, Cress is supposed to be really small, she's right? Five eight, and I'm five one, so I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> as tall as Ashley's Cress. five <laughs> Ashley's five feet, and then I'm five one and a quarter. Because <laughs> Ashley was like one of my first friends where I'm like, oh, I'm taller. Not by yeah. much, but like I yeah. am slightly taller. <laughs> yep, you are. <laughs> I have one friend who's 4'10", and she's the oh only person I feel tall. <laughs> so how tall is Scarlet and Winter? I feel like Winter I always thought of as tall. Yeah, it says, according to this picture, um, it says Scarlet's 5'6", and Winter's 5'9". Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah those make sense. I wouldn't have pegged 
Scarlet for being shorter than Cinder. I don't know why, but I didn't think of her that way. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought of them as pretty similar. I don't know who I thought was Yeah, taller, but... I always thought of them as, well, obviously similar in height, but I didn't think of them as similar in build. Cause oh, true, true. I think it's mentioned multiple Scarlet's times curvy. that Cinder is like, yeah, that Cinder is like jealous of her curves and yeah. the yeah. figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, we got that out of take care. <laughs> I'm hoping this picture is correct so, and I'm not giving everyone lies. But <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. What was right? your quote? <laughs> Thorn filled the space she left, cupping Cress's face in his hands. His eyes bore into her, full of disbelief. His thumbs caught her first tear. His arms wound around her again. She felt the rumble of his voice as he said, It is you. Thank the stars. I know I did like some editing there where I skipped a few sentences, but <laughs> I just, I love that scene so much, yeah. you guys. I love a good reunion. It's just like, it's the same as when Wolf and Scarlet got reunited. It was so heartwarming. I'm very hopeful that if Winter and Jason ever get reunited and Cinder and Kai and maybe Cinder's finger ever get reunited, <laughs> it'll be just as romantic. <laughs> Especially the finger, right? Yeah, cool. yeah, like she needs that back, you guys. <laughs> so honestly, the most romance is going to be Cinder and Aiko if they get reunited, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be Kai mm-hmm. and Cinder; it's going to be Aiko. Yeah, but hands down. She thinks Aiko's like dead. So yeah, this is the second time she thinks she's lost Aiko. Just keep playing with this girl's heartstrings. <laughs> I know. So this week there weren't any Easter eggs. Because we're getting pretty close to the end of the yeah. book. So there's not going to be too many coming up anyways. Um, the bonus word hair appeared twice. And the bonus word gloves appeared three times. Despite the fact that Cinder's not actually in these chapters. Oh. Lavana also has gloves that she often wears to hide her burns. So Yo, um, I missed that. Yeah. 100%. So next time we are going to cover chapters 49 and 50. My friends, where can people find you on social media if they would like to do so? Instagram, ashsmash93. Though I haven't been posting much, I'm very sorry. It's been a struggle. <laughs> I totally like it. I totally understand taking breaks, though. I actually started taking weekends off from social media. So Friday nice. morning after I post the fan art, I log out of all my social media until Monday morning. Yeah, nice. and it has been very nice. That's good. I go That's on too much. <laughs> My- so if you ever message me on a Saturday and you don't know why I didn't answer, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my Instagram is Isla Goal A Y L A G O L. Um, it's the same on. I have like too many social medias. <laughs> it's the same on TikTok. Um, I have Twitter, but there's an under underscore in between. Isla and Goal, so it's A-Y-L-A underscore G-O-L, and then I have Snapchat, I don't know if anyone wants to add me, I don't really care, but <laughs> it's Isla.G, um, I have Facebook, yeah, yeah come say hi, <laughs> um, Instagram is probably the easiest for most people, so that's, like I said, A-Y-L-A, G-O-L, but yeah. Thank you both so much for being here. You're welcome. It's always delightful to be I'm here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like low-key fangirling. But anyway. Yay! No, you should high-key fangirl. High-key fangirl! <laughs> uh, 
Everyone, thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Remember, you can check out our Patreon for fun perks like being a guest on the show. And I just added some Patreon-exclusive merchandise Ooh. to the website that was created by one of our very own Patreon members, Bree, and she did a wonderful job. You can join for Patreon for $1 a month for $1 a month, and the first fiscal month is completely free. So if you don't like it after 30 days, you can just walk away. I don't think you will, though. Our <laughs> Discord is really cool. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah, the Discord is like where 90% of the Discord and the Zoom chat. So it's like most of Patreon. <laughs> Every once in a while, I sneak in. I have to keep it muted because if not, it is it blows up my phone. Oh, I know. Sometimes I miss something. Well, every once in a while it goes dormant for a few days and then Mm -hmm. something massive will happen and a book will get released, an announcement will get made, somebody will have just watched a new Marvel show or something because we have like, there's like 30 channels. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. And basically every time someone is like, can we have a channel for this? I'm like, sure, why not? Yep. So... So I just keep adding more and more and more channels, which just makes for more and more content. <laughs> but it's great. It's very fun. And it everybody's is. so is. polite and lovely. They are. And everyone's been really great. That's one of the things I love about the Patreon yeah. is I feel like I have all these wonderful producers because that's mm-hmm. basically what you guys are. I don't make I hardly make any decisions without like contacting Patreon first. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so big thank you both for being here. Listeners, keep reading, keep listening, and until next time, don't get glamour. Don't get glamour. Don't get glamour. Bye. Bye. The chapters discussed today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer, and the audio clips were from Rebecca Solaire's performance of Winter, a Macmillan audiobook production. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger, and today's special guests were Isla and Ashley. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.